Well, good morning and thanks for joining me. Tuesday morning and another fairly nice day in the province. Still quiet from the teachers in the province. We all sit in eager anticipation to see what these two days are going to yield. They went back to the bargaining table yesterday. The day ended. We all searched social media. Nothing. Okay. Maybe, maybe this is a good sign. They're back today. The hope is, of course, that they can come up with a collective agreement. Skeptical people like me think the chance of that happening is still fairly low. But I'd love to be proven wrong in this case, so we'll uh, we'll continue to follow that. Coming up at 10.30, we've got former chief of Cowes' First Nation, Cadmus DeLorme, uh, joining us to talk about a fairly significant ruling that came down from the Supreme Court of Canada just last week with regard to Federal Indigenous Child Welfare Act, um, basically ruling that it is constitutional. We'll uh, dig into it, find out really what does that going to mean for us in Saskatchewan and particularly for First Nation communities and their families. That's coming up at 10.30. But right now, I like to uh, to do this check-in every month if we can with both the Saskatoon and the Regina Police Service. It's been interesting because, as you know, the Regina Police Service went through a leadership change. The old chief, whatever his name was, decided to retire. Uh, they have they've now hired a new chief. Farouk Sheikh is his name, and he will actually be joining us tomorrow on the show. It'll be the first opportunity that we have to talk to the new chief of police in Regina. In Saskatoon, they're going through a competition right now. Troy Cooper announced his retirement. He was done, I believe, towards the end of December was when he was officially done. And as a result, they've got an interim chief in place. And that person is Dave Hay, who is a pretty good friend of mine. Dave and I had the opportunity to work together many times through the years. And so I'm excited to be able to catch up with Dave from the Saskatoon Police Service and his office today, Interim Chief Dave Hay. Thanks for taking the call today. Good morning, Evan. Great to have you here. By the way, I was watching the polar plunge in Saskatoon for the Special Olympics. I didn't see Dave Hay jumping in that cold water. (laughs) That's because I know better. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to try and tell me you're older and wiser or just wiser? I think I'm older. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did I the plunge. <laughs> I did the plunge in Regina. And let me tell you, it was a mild day, but man, it was cold jumping in that water. Yeah. But you did have a lot of your staff. There were, I think, 35 from Saskatoon Police Service raising thousands of dollars. So yeah. good on you and your team. Um, I, I did try and shame you on air to get you in there, but I don't think it uh, it obviously didn't uh, work. Staff Sergeant no. Tatterin didn't come knocking on your door, did he? <laughs> well, Joe knocks on my door every day. But, okay, not, but not about that. <laughs> okay. So let's start off, Dave, talking about crime stats. Uh, how did the year end, 2023? Um, you know, we I know that police services were coming out of COVID and we were seeing crime trends return to, sadly, what we called normal before COVID hit. What did you experience in Saskatoon in 2023? You know, we experienced exactly what you're describing, Evan. Uh, So our crimes against property, uh, about just over 9% increase, and our crimes against the the person, up just over 14%. So significant increases. Uh, These increases actually have been occurring for the last five years. And uh, what's really troubling, though, is our domestic disturbance calls for service went up 20%. Mm Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of those, what I'll call more social-driven issues 
increase exponentially during COVID and they didn't seem to recede after the pandemic was over. And, and that's exactly what you're speaking to. That's exactly what we're talking about. And, and you know, the interpersonal violence, domestic violence, disturbance calls, that's, uh, you know, that's very troubling for us because we know that whenever adults are fighting, uh, children are exposed to that violence and that's what we're trying to avoid. Yeah, and we're wa- I mean, we're watching a, an absolutely devastating situation unfold in uh, southern Manitoba with, uh, yeah. you know, a, a domestic violence and, and homicides, murders that uh, are almost unthinkable. Uh, and it really, I think, drives home the point of, of how volatile these can be. And really for police, uh, this, this really comes down to not only how police respond, but the partners that we bring in is essential when we're talking about domestic conflict, Dave. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just uh, noticed the other day I received an email from the province on uh, they're trying to create a common intimate partner violence assessment tool. So we're hoping that, you know, those kinds of partnerships would help us address the root causes of domestic violence. Of course, we're dealing with the the aftermath, but uh, the sooner we can intercede and, you know, that's the value of things like uh, the hub table and, you know, working in partnership with other organizations. It allows us to get out in front of it. And, and, you know, I think just chatting today with interim chief Dave Hay from the Saskatoon police service, I think, and I was guilty of this. I think sometimes police take ownership of issues that are, we have no business taking ownership of. In fact, there are likely others that would be better suited to try and solve the problems and police really should be playing a bit of a backup role or a partnership role in how that rolls out. You know, we're, we can be great partners in a bunch of things that really aren't our responsibility. I think we have a, that's part of what we do because we, you know, we bring those leadership drivers to the table and, and we are, have lots of resources that we can put towards problems. But we have to approach it from a police lens. Like we're not going to solve uh, poverty using police resources. We're not going to solve homelessness using resources, but we have to be a good partner in our community. So when you talk about crime stats, you mentioned that both crimes against the person, crimes against property are up. In crimes against property, are there any that stand out? And knowing knowing that they're, you know, you're seeing a steady increase there, what strategies are you employing into 2024 to try and dig into those problems? Well, the, the crime against property that really stands out for me is arson. And this is something that, that developed during covid and it's these one-off arsons that, uh, you know, people are light a fire in a garbage can and it spreads to a, to a garage in the backyard and then it grows from there. So, you know, we rely on the public to help us solve those types of crimes because generally there's nobody there. And I can tell from personal experience, uh, being out early in the morning and you find somebody trying to light a, light a bin on fire. And if nobody's there watching and nobody's seeing it, it's, they're very difficult crimes to solve. Not impossible, but difficult. It's, it's interesting that you say that because we've got, uh, just after 11 o'clock, we're talking with the Regina Fire uh, Service Chief of Police who is uh, involved in an investigation of an arson that was sent at a church. We, we actually have really good video of the suspect mm-hmm. emptying a jerry can on the entrance of the uh, of the office part of the church and then uh, basically lighting it on fire. So arsons are a problem. I think we're seeing that. Let's go to crimes against the person, which 
you know, I, I always liked to point out that we can't just look at these as stats. These are individual human beings that are being affected by serious crime. I think you guys are investigating now your second homicide of the year. What is the main issue that you see when it comes to these more personal assaults, robberies, and these types of crimes? You know, I, I think it all ties back to, excuse me, it all ties back to addictions and and the problems that people are having with addictions. We have a we have a drug problem in our communities today, and we, we're, the police are unable to deal with it uh, by themselves, and we require partnerships either through, you know, the Crown Prosecutor's Office or other organizations. Um, we're not going to solve it ourselves. Uh, we need help with addictions and addictions issues and all the wraparound services that are required to, to address them. Um, it's, yeah, it's one of those... Uh, it's never changed from from the very beginning that drugs drugs and alcohol are drivers of our crime stats. The types of drugs that we're dealing with, though, and kind of the complex challenges that come with them, that is something that we see had, that has evolved. And I know in much of your career, Dave, you have spent a lot of time both as an investigator and an executive leader um, in the drug world. Uh, talk about what you're seeing now and, and kind of that evolution on how it's affecting your community. Yeah, well, you know, in the beginning, we were all worried about cannabis and, and cannabis, we were calling it the gateway drug. Well, cannabis is legalized now. We look at it like it's alcohol. And, uh, but our gateway drugs now are, are methamphetamine and, uh, cocaine and fentanyl and, you know, and there is, and there is no safe supply anymore. We used to say that cocaine was being uh, uh, toxified through introduction of fentanyl. Well, now we say fentanyl being the toxicity of it increasing through the introduction of products like Zaxaline. And, uh, and some of these products can't be reversed with uh, the use of naloxone because they're not opioids. And so we're experiencing uh, deaths from from illicit drug use that we wouldn't have seen before if it was just fentanyl. Chatting with Saskatoon Police Service uh, Interim Chief of Police, Dave Hay. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the work that's going on regarding drugs, disrupting the supply of drugs. Uh, I want to talk about firearms, which continue to be an issue in the community, and the large number of protests that are going on. So that and more coming up with the Interim Chief of Police, Dave Hay, from the Saskatoon Police Service, when we come back right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Welcome back and thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Evan Bray. Weekly, or sorry, I should say monthly. Well, maybe maybe it'll be weekly, Dave. If you want to do a weekly check-in, we've got Interim Chief of Police, Dave Hay, from the Saskatoon Police Service. I dragged you here up for a monthly check-in. Weekly might be pushing it, Dave. You know what, Devin? Whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) If you need to talk about something, I'm here to help. (laughs) Yes. So we were talking about the drug problem, and and the drug problem in in Saskatchewan is fairly consistent. I mean, I would say some areas have a bigger problem than others, but we're seeing a huge overdose problem because of the toxicity, and you've talked about that already this morning, of the drugs that we're seeing. Part of it is the work that police do to disrupt the supply. Can you talk about the work that, that SPS does when it comes to that? Well, sure. We have uh, a dedicated drug unit here, and they their focus is on uh, the drug suppliers and traffickers. We don't focus on, on people suffering from addiction. That's a health issue and needs to be dealt with in that health environment. So we have a drug unit here, two teams, and or sorry, one team. Uh, we have... Uh, 
uh, guns and gangs unit here who focus, although their mandate is to deal with guns, whenever we have drugs, we have guns in this city, and it seems to be pretty standard. So we have those two investigative bodies, and we also have another body. Uh, boy, the name is escaping me right now. But anyways, uh, we have another dr- a team here. They do, they're funded by the province, and they do drug investigations and other investigations. CRT. So, CRT. Thanks, Evan. <laughs> so we have the CRT here as well. So they're all gamefully employed, and you know, we're, they're doing these investigations targeting those areas. And, you know, their goal is to, to reduce the flow of illicit drugs into the city. But every time we do that, we know we're having an impact somewhere else. And, and oftentimes, uh, we're finding guns, we're finding other stolen property. Uh, we don't have, let's say, a fentanyl dealer here in Saskatoon. We have all the drug dealers here in Saskatoon. You know, so when we do one search, we find a whole bunch. I'm interested, Dave, and I remember sitting in a meeting with you a couple of years ago where we talked about kind of this notion of where there's drugs, there's guns, where there's guns, there's drugs. Um, is the effort chasing the product or is the effort focusing on the people using, selling, illegally possessing the product? You know, we're focused on people. Uh, so, you know, our, all the intelligence we get is about people. And so it's it, we're we're we focus on the people that are engaged in the activity uh, that's criminal and and uh, whether it's guns or drugs or stolen property uh, that's where our focus is at. I was just reading an article uh, in the Star Phoenix this week about the new emergency shelter that is uh, supposed to be going up in Sutherland. It's been there was going to be some open public consultation. Those days were canceled, so one of them was today actually. Another one on Thursday. They've been canceled. Bit of a public outcry there. These are really uh, tough topics to navigate as a city. What is the role you see for police when it comes to emergency shelters in a community? You know, again, we're back to that partnership discussion. So we've been, you know, in discussions with the city of Saskatoon here on how to best approach that. We use a unified approach here, working with Saskatoon Fire Protective Services, or Saskatoon Fire Department now. And so our goal is community safety. And, you know, if that means we have to find some resources to put into a community, we'll look at resourcing, make sure we're resourced properly. But, you know, uh, homelessness exists throughout Saskatoon. And so providing people a safe place is one thing, but providing people a safe place with all those wraparound services, I think, is more important. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, to have a house or a housing for them, that's great. But we, these are people with complex needs, and those needs extend beyond addiction sometimes. They extend to poverty. They extend to, you know, some people are just hard to house. And so we need to find those solutions. It's not just addictions. It's, it's everything that needs to be dealt with. And, and uh, we believe that after the complex needs shelter, there needs to be a next step, uh, some kind of uh, assisted housing uh, that people can move into so they can be off the street, they can be safe, and they can, you know, lead the best life they can. Saskatoon Police Service Interim Chief of Police, Dave Hay. How many years have you been policing now, Dave? 34? <laughs> 39 and a half here. Come on, 39 and a half? Yeah. Wow. Good for you. I didn't, re- I didn't realize it was that high. So... My my next point, <laughs> yes, or so you'd have us believe. My next point uh, is really around the the change in complexity when it comes to protests. And so I'm guessing in 39 and a half years, you've seen a lot of that. They take up a lot of resources. Can you just give us a bit of an idea of how protests factor into the work that SPS does? 
Yeah, you know, ever since the pandemic, protests have been a big part of what we do, uh, working with the people from Black Lives Matter, uh, people protesting against the restrictions on COVID, and now we're working with people that are protesting the Israel-Hamas conflict. So, and every protest is a little bit different. Uh, uh, we're to the stage now where if we find activity that is uh that would sh- normally shock the public. Uh, we're proceeding with charges. Uh, we've laid several charges around the using the Trespass Act about people who wouldn't leave private property. But by and large, uh, we're finding that most people are very respectful of other people's rights and that uh, when they're asked to move off private property, they do. It's just a few people that seem to want to push the edge all the time. And, and you know, uh, it's not our desire to lay the charges, but it's one of the tools in our two-belt and we'll use it if we have to. The uh, and, you know, Evan, we have a little saying here too. It's not about we don't police beliefs; we're policing behavior. Right. And I was just going to say, a lot of times there's always emotion involved in protests, but it, but really it's that distinction between a law-abiding protest and mm-hmm. uh, you know a peaceful protest, and and kind of where those two meet when it comes to policing some some laws. So, Dave, and we have a new team here called the Police Liaison Team. Yeah, that uh, works directly with the protest groups, and I can't tell you the value of having those officers, especially for sure. officers, available to do that work. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And I mean, I think that that early um, conversation and relationship building can make such a difference when it comes to the actual day of the protest and the communication yep. that has to happen in the heat of the moment. No, what I was going to say is we've only got about a minute left here. Uh, number one, the competition is officially open, I understand, for new chief of police in Saskatoon. Will you apply? Yeah. No, I'm not applying. Okay. After so th- 39 and a half years, I've gone far enough. Okay, so then then my next question is, and we've only got about a minute, is what do you feel should be the priority for the new chief of police when they are named? You know, their first action they should take when they get into the building is to meet with all the members, all the employees that work here, and describe what their vision of the of the organization is for the future. And that will allow them to, to meet and greet people, to express their view, and to set people's sights on where we're going as an organization. I think that's critical, uh, uh, critical leadership activity that they need to do. And depending if they come from inside uh, the organization or inside the, the city of Saskatoon, there's an effort that I would suggest needs to be made to get to know the community because ultimately the community's needs are what you're trying to serve in the work you do. So it's, they kind of have, I, I see the chief of police as having a couple of different audiences, the community they serve, and then of course the people inside the, the building or the organization that we ask to do the work. Dave, we're out of time. This has been a good check-in, and I expect that we'll do it again in about a month from now. Okay, that's great. I look forward to it, Evan. Interim Chief of Police Dave Hay with the Saskatoon Police Service right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.